session will be back upon Mary, thy well beloved spouse, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Last week we celebrated the Feast of Corpus Christi, and this Sunday we celebrate the external celebration of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. <clears throat> the Holy Eucharist is the sacrament of divine love because in the Eucharist we have the entire Jesus, his complete humanity, his human body, blood, and soul, and his divinity because he is God. And because the complete humanity of Jesus is present in the Eucharist, his sacred heart is there as well. And it's precisely for this reason why following the feast of Corpus Christi, the Church celebrates the Feast of the Sacred Heart, present in the Eucharist, what I like to call the Eucharistic Heart of Jesus. And I'm sure many of you know, in case you don't, there are many Eucharistic miracles that have occurred over the centuries where consecrated hosts have turned to flesh. And when the flesh has been scientifically examined, Results have shown that it is flesh of the heart of a man, and that it is living flesh, as if cut out of a living human being, which is impossible considering that one of these Eucharistic miracles happened in the ninth century at San Lanciano, Italy. Another occurred just 20 years ago in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Google Eucharistic miracles and find these on the internet. You'll see photos of them, you'll see the scientific studies done. Now, science can't prove that it's the heart of Jesus himself, but we in faith can believe that because our Lord has worked these miracles for our faith to believe that the heart of Christ is in the Eucharist. And it was to Jesus, it was, pardon me, it was Jesus who appeared to St. Margaret Mary in Alaco in 1675 that, that generated the feast we're celebrating today. He told her that he wanted a feast dedicated to his sacred heart to be celebrated on the Friday after the, within the octave of the Feast of Corpus Christi. And it took about a century before the church formally approved that, that feast. I think it was 1765 when the Pope approved it universally for the Church. Well, Father Jean-Rose Crosset, who was a Jesuit, one of the spiritual directors to St. Margaret Mary, he has written what I consider the best work on the topic of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And devotion there too. It's called Devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You can find it. Uh, it's been republished recently, I think, by the Panto Press. And in that book, Father Crosset, again, was the spiritual director to St. Margaret Mary, said, The essence of devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus consists in the perfect love for Jesus Christ particularly in the adorable sacrament of the Eucharist. 
Well, I think Father Croset didn't come up with that idea himself. I think he probably got it from St. Margaret Mary when he was directing, and she got it from Jesus. There's another witness to, to this truth. A venerable Mother Louise Margaret Claret de la Touche wrote a book on the priesthood and the sacred heart of Jesus, which I read and have reread many times. She, she may be a blessed now, I'm not sure. I know that her cause has been put forward. It's proceeding slowly. She, she died the, about 100 years ago, a little more than 100 years ago. Pope St. Pius X read her work and, and commended it. She said this, the devotion to the Blessed Eucharist and <coughs> devotion to the Sacred Heart are two sister devotions. They are so intimately united, they complete each other so perfectly that the one calls for the other. She goes on to say that if we have devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which we all have to have because it's not an optional devotion. Jesus himself has revealed his heart to us. That's the gospel today, okay? If we have devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, then we shall try to find it, that is, the sacred heart, in order to adore it, to love it, to offer to it our reparations and our praises. And where shall we seek it, if not in the Blessed Eucharist, where it is found living eternally? Yes, the Sacred Heart of Jesus lives in the Eucharist. His heart is living and beating in the Eucharist in our tabernacle today. It's living and beating within the inner life of the Trinity right now and for all eternity as a result of the Incarnation. Our gospel today is the genesis of devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. His side, we believe, his heart was pierced. St. Catherine of Siena, one of the patron saints of Italy, her statue is over to my left, to your right, along with St. Francis of the two patron saints of Italy. By the way, as a side note, I, I have a great devotion to her. She led me to the priesthood after I read her dialogue of St. Catherine. I said, this is the truth, I'm becoming a priest. And um, when I was in Rome, obtaining a, many, a number of relics, I obtained her relic. Her relic was going under, beneath the uh, image of the Last Supper, the relief there in our new altar, our beautiful altar. When the Archbishop comes, he will put it in there and then plug it up, it won't be moved. St. Catherine of Siena, in her dialogue, okay, which is a dialogue mostly between herself and God the Father, but sometimes she dialogues with Jesus. And in one part of the dialogue, she asks, asks this question. She says, Sweet and immaculate lamb, addressing Jesus, okay, thou wert dead when thy side was opened. Why then didst Thou want to be struck and have thy heart divided. And Jesus responds, he says, Because I had finished the actual work 
of bearing pain and torment. And yet, I had not been able to show by infinite, by finite things, because my love, human love, was finite, how much more love I had. I wished thee to see the secret of the heart, showing it to thee open, so that thou mightest see how much more I loved than I could show thee by finite pain. And he did this by pouring out his blood and water from his heart. Now we, we see evidence of the beginnings of devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus with St. Justin Martyr, middle of the second century, and some other saints, and they look to piercing the Christ's heart and Calvary. Well, I think, my own opinion, is that devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus began on Calvary with the Blessed Mother, the Virgin, the Sorrowful Mother, at the foot of the cross. She was the first to adore the Sacred Heart of Jesus, his pierced heart. And St. <clears throat> John was with her, of course. And it is St. John who writes the words we hear in our Gospel today. I think maybe the Blessed Mother told him, make sure you write this down so that there can be devotion to the Sacred Heart of my Son. Well, he did. And that is our Gospel for today. We want to have devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, respond to that love that Jesus showed for us, pouring himself out for us. How do we do that? Well, we spend time with our Lord. If we can adore, we worship him at Mass, yes. And think about this, when the host is elevated today, we're gazing upon the heart of Christ in the Eucharist. All the love of Christ in that heart, which we cannot see. And <clears throat> that Eucharistic adoration and reparation, which should follow from adoration, is continued at Eucharistic adoration. When the Blessed Sacrament is exposed at our altars, you know, I like to remind people of St. Joseph's home all day, you know, from 8 in the morning until 8 at night every day, you can go spend time before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament exposed here on Tuesdays from from noon until 5.30. Um, although it's not taking place this Tuesday, just so you know, we made an announcement in the bulletin there, they may be working on the altar. So, I'm going to end today by reciting a little poem. Uh, part of devotion to the heart of Jesus is that we want to conform our hearts to his, and Jesus tells us this. He says, learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. His heart is the symbol of that divine and human love. And this is a little poem that was written probably over 100 years ago. And um, it conveys this theme. O Jesus mine, O Lord divine, what will you have me give? Unless you show I cannot know nor ever peaceful live. I give my heart and for my part, beg your heart in return. This noblest prize before my eyes, all other gifts I spurn. Do not, O oh love, deprive me of the prize, my God, but deign your heart and mine 
as one may shine a fire with love's pure flame. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>